in all the craziness last night, um, or yesterday, I uh, realized that there was an article published on Leading Saints. Where is it? Uh, it's here somewhere. Anyways, and so I thought, well, I'm going to read it, as I do, and uh, share my thoughts. It's from Terry Lloyd. I think this is a first for Terry on the Leading Saints blog, first contribution, which is very cool. Um, it's called Leading Gospel Discussions That Change Lives. Let's read it and see where I disagree or agree. Terry Lloyd works in the financial services industry and has taught in a wide variety of professional and church settings, including early morning seminary, Sunday school, primary, and priesthood quorums. All right, here we go. It's reloading. All right. Uh, uh, as teachers, we are stewards entrusted with help uh, with helping the people in our meetings draw closer to the Savior, particularly with a renewal, renewed emphasis on discussions and not lessons in these meetings. Good discussion techniques are even more important to ensure that people are being spiritually fed and helped in their efforts to live the gospel more fully. These tools can be developed by anyone who makes the effort. In preparing for and leading discussions, there should be a relentless focus on the application of the concepts to daily living. Elder Holland calls this the therefore what question for each lesson, and President Oaks describes it this way. In con he, uh, he quotes, in contrast to the institutions of the world with which, which teach us to know something, the gospel of Jesus Christ challenges us to become something. Below are some methods to help us make a dis our discussion and meetings more relevant to the living gospel. Some basics. Teaching in the Savior's way. The teaching in the Savior's way... Uh, let's see. Uh, the teaching in the Savior's way program is full of simple, practical guidance for teaching in any gospel setting. Just two of those principal applications for meetings are love those you teach and teach by the Spirit. Some easy ways to love the people in the meetings and classes is to pray for them by name and think about them while preparing for the discussion. In addition to this personal, to his personal prayers about them, one primary teacher I know regularly puts the names of the children in his class on the temple prayer roll. One tool to help invite the spirit into the room is simply to ask for it to be present during the discussion. The offer of Ask and ye shall receive, is one of the most common in Scripture. In any discussion, leaders sincerely ask for uh, that. Ask, let's see. In any discussion, in any discussion, leaders sincerely ask for that helps. She has the right to expect that help. I am not sure that sentence makes sense. Let me read it again here. Uh, if any, if any discussion, leaders sincerely ask for help. For that help, she has a right to expect that help. Uh, the discussion leader must do his part, of course, but that, but that most important part, the presence of the Spirit, can be acquired if we ask. None of us is perfect, but the Father recognizes this and will compensate our own limits. Practical helps for making discussions effective. There are a variety of ways to keep the discussion focused on how the material applies to our daily lives. Here are a few that can be particularly effective. Use printed handouts if it is 
if it is only the main topics and possible application in the lives of the people in the room. The outline may only have five or six lines or of text, but it, it, it visually reinforces the key points and how we can apply those principles in daily life. Consider putting in a section on the outline for the class members to write down their impressions and ideas of how to apply the concepts. I often put it in a therefore what line near the end. Other people call these action items, takeaways, or to-dos. Write the main principle or doctrine on the board or project on the screen. If the discussion starts to get off track, simply point to that item. For example, how do I get the spirit more full, fully in my life? And direct the discussion back to the central question. Don't be afraid of silence. If people are thinking about the question, give them t- some time. Perhaps rephrase, rephrasing the question slightly to help their contemplation. Eliminate gotcha questions that could embarrass people. Because spiritual impressions are closer to feelings than thoughts. Ask how a certain verse or quote makes someone feel. Whenever possible, use the scriptures to respond to questions and direct the discussion. The Savior sets this example in his personal ministry, citing to the scriptures and expounding on them. Anticipate questions and distractions that might come up and how you will handle them. Let the Spirit guide. Sometimes the best insights come from the back row and you don't have to cover every point in the outline. Imitate the good teachers by stealing their techniques. This includes thought-provoking questions you have been contemplating during the week as you prepare for the, the meeting or class. The Savior is the best example, but there are others around us. Handling difficult situations and people. We all face difficult situations and questions in our meetings. Some people in the room can offer challenges to effective discussions. When problems arise, there are... um, when problems arise, there are graceful ways to steer the discussion back to spiritual feeding the people in the room. Here are some ways to make sure you're getting to therefore what in the meetings. Acknowledge the comments by simply saying thank you and move on to the next point, scripture block, etc. You are not obligated to address every thought that comes up. Acknowledge the person even if only to say thank you or a good, or a good question. I wish we had more time to discuss that. Blame the clock. For example, Sister Jones, we would love to hear more about taking your grandkids to Nauvoo, but unfortunately we don't have time here. Maybe you can tell us some of maybe you can tell some of us after class. If someone asks a hard question, doctrinal, historical, or other, you don't know the answer, simply say, I don't know. It's possible no one else knows the the answer, but more importantly, these questions, which specific a- animals were on Noah's arcs often don't have particular application in living the gospel daily. In the specific case, consider something like, I've thought about, um, I've often thought about that one myself, but I don't know. Or an interesting question, what is the situation in our lives today that makes us like Noah? Are we being asked to do things differently than the world, uh, in the, in, differently than the world in preparing ourselves? What are some of those things? Some of these distractions have been described as getting caught up in the thick of thin things. For example, while chiasmus and the Dead Sea <clears throat> and the Dead Sea Scrolls may be fascinating to some of us, discussing any topic in class must ultimately lead back to the Savior, His atonement, and how we can become better disciples. Sunday school is not an, uh, an academic symposium, but a clinical program 
where the where we refine the tools of the living the gospel daily. The scriptures are not a historical book. Or, the scriptures are not a history book, but a series of case studies from which we learn. There goes my Google alarm. All right, where were we? Um, the scriptures are not a history book, but a series of case studies which we which we learn principles to apply in our lives today. There is, to some of us, some interesting research on the weapons of war in the Book of Mormon. But in the third hour, the questions we need to answer is shouldn't be the third hour. Should be uh, I'll just put Sunday school because we won't have a third hour in a few weeks. Or how about in in the class? The question we need to answer is what weapons or tools can I use my in my daily scripture battles? What is the breastplate of righteousness in my spiritual warfare? Direct their energies. Direct their energies. Some people want to be heard or contribute or just show how well informed they are. You can seed next Sunday's discussion and make them make these people allies instead of antagonists by giving them some specific material, a conference talk, a section of the discussion outline, etc. To review to review before class and ask them to summarize it when called upon. This can be beneficial for them and the class. Texts and emails are also an easy way uh, to have class members be thinking about the material during the week before the meeting. Another tactic is to solicit help from others in the room to stay on track. This can be done in advance. Um, for example, Sister Cortez, if we get off topic, I will look to you to help steer us back. We're in the room. Brother Long, Let's get, go back to our topic. Uh, how have you seen people apply the principles, tithing, ministering, Sabbath observance in their lives? Tactfully say something like, please hold the thought until we get, it, get to it in a few minutes, or let's talk about your specific questions after class. I'm interested in your perspective. Don't hide your light. For some of us, these meetings may be the only opportunity during the week to feel the Spirit and unconditional love. Information, even gospel knowledge, can be acquired from the book or online, but the calm and but the calm and assurance of the truthfulness of the of the teachings is harder to find. Our meetings are a rare opportunity to feel the spirit and commit the, to living the gospel. Elder Holland gave this advice, as President J. Reuben Clark Jr. once said, "Never let your faith be difficult to detect." May I repeat that? Never let your faith be difficult to detect. Never sow seeds of doubt. Avoid self-serving performances and vanity. Don't try to dazzle everyone with, a bril- with how brilliant you are. Dazzle them with how brilliant the gospel is. Don't worry about the location of the lost tribes or the three Nephites. Worry a little more about the location of your student. What's going on in his heart? What's going on in her soul? The hunger. Sometimes the near-desperate spiritual need of our people. Teach them and, lo- and above all, testify to them. Love them. Bear your witness from the depths of your soul. It will be the most important thing you say to them in the entire hour, and it may save someone's spiritual life. Close quote. Final thoughts. No discussion. Like no one of us is perfect, in October 2017 conference, Elder Holland reminds us that we can become uh, perfect eventually. If we steadily, continually make improvements, the quality of our discussion can also improve from week to week, and teachings can sink deep into the hearts of everyone there. When introducing initiative for teaching in the Savior's way, Elder Holland himself, a master teacher, 
gave the simple promise, you can do this. Like perfecting our lives, consistent attention to the fundamentals will improve us as improve us as discussion leaders. Everyone can develop the, the basic skills to make the discussion spiritually productive for the people in the room. The end. Interesting. I think there's a lot of good um, thought-provoking ideas and some applications, some tactics. I always appreciate um, articles with good, solid, you know, tactics and best practices, things that people can try out and do. Um, and uh, a lot of these things uh, I would definitely encourage and uh, and have tried myself. I'm just, just looking back on on some to, to underscore here. Just a few thoughts that come to my mind is that, you know, there's obviously in the beginning he talks about, um, you know, inviting the spirit, letting the spirit guide, and which I think, um, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's sure, we, we need the spirit there. Um, but I think that's a bit more ambiguous than we'd like it to be, right? Um, even if we ask for it, well, what does that mean? Um, because you may feel the spirit of this as the teacher, but half your class doesn't, and then what? And you can't really necessarily force the spirit upon somebody else. I mean, they can only receive it, right, if they want to. Um, and, and handling difficult situations and people, I think these are pretty good. Um, I think some of these may work more on paper than in, in real life, but, um, but nonetheless, I think it's, it's, it's worth trying. I loved, uh, in the, in the leadership conference, Jessica Johnson talked about, uh, one gospel doctrine teacher who gives their class a limit of two comments during the class. And I really like that because she said those that are, that, um, make too many comments, it causes them to really formulate the thoughts better and really make sure that what they're saying is, um, is helpful to the discussion and something they want to say. And then those that don't, she encourages them to just up their average. Um, and I think that's a pretty effective way um, because there's sort of these, a lot, I guess some of these uh, points in this article came across as a little bit too passive aggressive, right? We're sort of talking about the problem when we're not, and we're sort of complimenting people when we're just telling them to, <laughs> to shut their mouth, <laughs> right? Um, when a lot of things like it's, um, I think you just have to really be clear and focused in what, and that's what I liked in the, the first of the article, as far as writing like the theme or forget exactly how I said it, but like the focus of the lesson on the board. So you can always do like a physical gesture towards the board and say, yep, this is what we're talking about. Um, I wrote an article about the, um, the box, the label, the the box, the label, the um, the spirit about teaching, and that's sort of a formula that I follow that served me well. Um, and that's not the label, or sometimes we call it the tape, um, is plays into that. But um, and then I would also like if you live, listen to the Anthony Sweat episode, like really taking time every few weeks if not every week to just take two minutes or three minutes, or maybe it's a, a 10 minute discussion every, at least once a month where you're talking about maybe the different levels of doctrine and how, where the discussion is is found. Because I feel like a lot of people feel like every 
line of doctrine that's spouted in a Sunday school class as a core doctrine and can't be discussed. But by explaining to them the different levels of, of uh, uh, what was like extrinsic doctrine or uh, no, esoteric or, and then um, policy doctrines, like just showing the different levels and then inviting the class to say, well, where, where do you think this falls in? What type of doctrine is it? And the more they recognize that, the more they feel comfortable to be open to discussing it. I didn't articulate that very well. But anyways, good article. Um, I won't drone on too much longer, and uh, but you can check it out at Leading Saints. Again, it is called Leading Gospel Discussions That Change Lives.